You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, what up? Good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Let's talk some hoops with our buddy Sam Quinn, CBS Sports NBA writer, Twitter aficionado, Sam Quinn, CBS colleague, of course, of mine. Sam, good morning, buddy. Morning, Bill. It's been a, you know, I don't want to say it's a good morning. I don't want to celebrate (laughs) anybody's firing, but... As somebody who generally believes that NBA teams aren't proactive enough in fixing their problems, I was pleasantly surprised yesterday. Okay. So you are team get Griffin gone in Milwaukee. Yeah, I think it was pretty clear pretty quickly that it was a bad hire. I mean, the defense stuff made no sense. Why are you playing Toronto's over-aggressive scheme with Brooke Lopez as your center? Why aren't you running the uh, Dame Giannis pick-and-roll 40 times every game. The schematic stuff was pretty obvious just by watching them. But then you had all of these other things, like the Terry Stotts resignation, the confrontation with Bobby Portis at the in-season tournament. This clearly wasn't working, but they were 30-13, and 13, and 30-13 and 13 teams just never make changes. So you assumed that they were just going to keep Griffin all year and then lose in somewhat embarrassing fashion in the second round, and that was going to be that. I give the Bucks credit. NBA teams don't really do this, but they identified a problem and they took a step at least to fix it. We'll see who they hire. I mean, that's going to be the big deciding factor if this actually works. But the actual decision to fire Griffin was the right call. Sam, let me use a, a, a Doc Rivers analogy here to, to explain my view on Doc Rivers and, and then by all means give us yours. I, I agree with you. And If you have a, a leaky roof – and the water keeps coming in, and it keeps dripping, you, you got to make a, a fix. I just don't think burning the entire house down is the proper way to address the leaky roof. I am um, not a member in good standing of the Doc Rivers fan club, and I would not hire him for all the money in any country on the face of this earth to, to be the head coach of my team, particularly the, the Sixers. Or the, uh, excuse me, they fired him. Uh, easy to get confused. The Bucks. Um, for you, though, maybe you have a different view. Who would you hire? How, how do you view the Doc Rivers situation? Because I think he is going to get hired if they can come to an agreement. Uh, he has not CNN Sports been hired yet. And and who else out there, because it is a weird time to look for, for a coach, might you turn to? Yeah, we'll start with, with Doc. Bill, I'm with you on this. I, I'm a little softer on it in that there are situations Everyone where is softer on it, in fairness. Everyone yeah. on earth. Yeah, I, I think there are situations in which Doc Rivers is an okay coach. I think if you're trying to build a multi-year culture and like become a 50-win team, okay, sure. Like having Doc Rivers makes some sense. The Bucks were 30 and 13. They're on pace to win somewhere in the mid to high 50s. That's not a problem for them. The regular season isn't a problem for them. If your goal is to hire a coach who's better suited to win in the playoffs, I don't see how hiring Doc Rivers the guy responsible for three of the seven 21st century blown 3-1 leads is the right decision. Like, Doc Rivers is not the person you want across the sidelines from Eric Spolster or Nick Nurse trying to match wits on adjustments. Like, that makes no sense to me. That's just, oh, he's the most famous guy available, so we're going to hire him. 
no, that's not the move. Now, as far as who they should hire, I think there's a pool of realistic candidates, and then I think there's an unrealistic candidate that I would choose. The realistic choice I would make is probably Kenny Atkinson. He was either the runner-up or he was in the top three when they made their choice in the offseason. His coaching style in Brooklyn was really conducive to this roster. He was really pick-and-roll heavy with the Nets. That's what the Bucks need to be offensively. Just a very creative coach who fell out in Brooklyn for reasons that I don't think are replicable. I mean, look, there's no real shame in not being able to get along with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I just think what we know now is that was probably not his – that was not his fault. Um but that being said, I think this is a uniquely difficult job because we're not talking about hiring a coach in May or June. We're talking about hiring a coach in January. You're not getting a training camp. You're not getting extra practice time. Installing your system at this point in the season is extremely difficult. Therefore, I would say that you probably want somebody who already has some familiarity with your players, who already has installed all of his stuff, and this is never going to happen, but if I, were the, if I were running the Bucks, I would bring back Mike Budenholzer. Now, obviously, he has a lot of flaws that got him fired in the first place. He's not a great playoff coach either. He has some of the same flaws as Doc Rivers. But if you brought back Mike Budenholzer, you could reinstall most of the stuff that you were running over the last several years. Lillard wasn't there, obviously, but Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Chris Milton, most of the supporting cast was. It's a much quicker turnaround time to bring back a coach that was already there than to bring in somebody from the outside, which you probably need if you're hiring somebody in January. Now, it's not going to happen. We think it's going to be Doc Rivers. But if I were running the Bucks, I wouldn't let a little bit of awkwardness over what happened last spring prevent me from making what I think is the right choice. Um, Sam, I'm going to ask you a question that's going to be a little harder to answer than it should be because Milwaukee doesn't have a set head coach, and so there's a, a big known unknown. But if you had to guess the likelihood of the teams in order, say the top three, and if you want to get crazy and go four and throw in a wild card, that are going to come out of the Eastern Conference with all the information we have now. right? You take the Sixers, and you take the Celtics, and you take the Bucks, and if you want to throw in, you buy the Pacers or the Heat or whoever else. What's your power rankings when we actually get to the playoffs? I'm curious where you think Milwaukee fits into that, given the fact we don't know who the coach will be. Yeah, Boston is comfortably number one. I, I don't think there's any reason to argue that. They're the best team in the NBA. They have all the best metrics, et cetera, et cetera. Number two, I would probably lean Philly. I just think I, I'm a believer in the way that Joel Embiid is playing. Now, obviously, you don't play the Wizards and the Hornets and the Spurs in the playoffs, so I don't think he's going to be scoring 70 but I think the stuff that Nick, Nick Nurse has installed, the way they're playing, is a lot more sustainable in the playoffs if, they're, if he's healthy in particular. So I would put Philly at number two. And right now I'd put Miami at number three. I love the Jerry Rozier edition. I thought that was exactly what they needed. You know, ironically, Milwaukee is seeing this with Damian Lillard, just what a detriment he can be on defense. Terry Rozier is not through Holiday, but he's scrappy. He's a decent defender who's been a good one in the past. He really helps their offense. The Bucks right now, and look, maybe they make a trade. I think they're searching around. I think there's a good chance that they try to flip Bobby Portis into a defensive guard. But right now, they just can't stop anybody on the perimeter, and I don't see how that's going to change in the playoffs with a new head coach. If they don't make some sort of significant roster change, I just don't think Milwaukee's defense is remotely championship caliber. So, at best, I would have the Bucks at fourth right now. Yeah, it, it is um... – 
It is. Look, I'm with you. I don't want to see people get fired. And while it was very clear talking to people in that Bucks organization and outside of it that that Griffin was was not in in, in high held in high regard at this point of his tenure, it is really exciting. The last 24 hours in the NBA. I, I mean, it has overshadowed the drama of the Los Angeles Lakers, which I find really interesting. And Chauncey Billups, I didn't. I'm not, maybe I'm not good at rules. Apparently, isn't allowed to call timeouts uh, when he wants to. Is is a is a new thing. I mean, there, MBD, there's so much going on. Let me hit a few of those before we we run out of time. I, I know that you you like to really focus on the Lakers. They are under 500. LeBron was quote unquote hurt yesterday. Was resting. Was load managed. Whatever you want to call it. What is your prognosis? And and again, this is a known unknown because there are a lot of options and a lot of directions the Lakers could go or not go as the trade deadline approaches. And they keep, as I understand it, talking to folks in that organization, basically changing their mind on what they want to do and being wishy-washy and how much they want to give away. It's really a couple picks in 29-31, if I have my, my facts right, that they're just stuck on whether they're willing to part with in order to go and, and, and get some help. Knowing what you don't know and knowing what you can guess, what do you think becomes of the Lakers down the stretch? I think they're going to make a trade of some sort. I think they're going to add a ball-handling guard. But the longer this goes, where they're basically a 500 team, I think they're probably looking at this and saying, why are we going to sacrifice our future with you know, an unprotected pick in 29 and swaps in other years and maybe Austin Reeves to upgrade a team that is so far away from competing for a championship right now? Last season, I thought it made sense because there was the outline of a very good team that was just hiding behind the injuries and Russell Westbrook and the general nonsensical nature of that roster. Well, this year, they've had a roster that on paper makes some degree of sense. Anthony Davis and LeBron James have combined to miss seven games. At this point in the season last year, it was somewhere in the 20s. Like they, They've been healthy. They've had their guys this season for the most part, and they're just not very good. They can't really score. The defense is inconsistent, to say the least. I don't think there's one guy out there or one team out there that has the pieces to make this team a championship contender this year. What I suspect they're going to try to do is do something small at the deadline this year. You know, If you can, say, trade for a Tyus Jones type without giving up a first-round pick, they'll do that. They have to give the appearance that they're trying to compete. But the real move they're going to try to make is going to come in the offseason when they have much more draft capital to work with. At the draft, or after the draft, I suppose, they'll have three first-round picks that they can trade along with three swaps. That's not going to get you a Donovan Mitchell. That's not going to get you in the bidding for the top, top guys. But, like, maybe a somewhat flawed star, someone like a Trey Young, you know, someone you're willing to take a little bit of a chance on, maybe that gets you that. Maybe that gets you somebody who can kind of be the bridge star after LeBron and Davis, because this era is kind of coming to a close. It's For the first time in this era with LeBron and AD, I don't just blindly look at those two guys and say, if you have them healthy, you are a contender, because this team clearly isn't. I don't know what we've seen on the court this year that suggests that this team can win the championship. And I suspect the front office sees the same thing, and is not going to want to throw its entire future into the ring to lose in the first round or lose in the play-in. Uh, Sam Quinn from CBS Sports, uh, last one for you here on the show. To what degree, and I mean this in the context of being able to be compete with 
the Denver Nuggets or at least get to a point where they could compete in, in a conference finals with a team like the Nuggets, do you believe in the Los Angeles Clippers or, or not? Uh, listen, when they made the trade, I was totally out. I thought that the trade made no sense. I thought it didn't address their actual needs. They've been incredible. And, look, I would pick the Nuggets in that series if you played it 100 times. I think it would be closer to 60-40 than the 90-10 that I thought it would have been when they made the trade. I just, look, nobody can defend Jokic one-on-one. I think Zubats is better equipped than most centers in the NBA to do it. I think Ty Lue is going to throw some interesting wrinkles with them. I think the offense now is good enough that they'll be able to give the Nuggets real trouble. And, look, you're probably not going to beat Denver by slowing down Jokic in that offense. But you might be able to beat them in a shootout if James Harden is playing as well as he is right now. Now, knock on wood, because his playoff history is what it is. But I think they could win shootouts against the Nuggets. I would pick Denver in that series, but I'm really interested in home court. Right now, the top of the West is really condensed. I'm really interested to see, can either team make a fringe addition at the deadline? I don't think the Nuggets can. They're mostly out of picks. The Clippers have one more pick to trade in 2030. And if I were a team right now with a good role player, I'd be very interested in getting the Clippers pick in 2030 when Kawhi and Paul George are probably retired. So I think the Clippers have a chance. I wouldn't pick them to beat the Nuggets, but when they made that trade, I thought this makes no sense. They're trading for a guy who's never done anything of note in high-stakes playoff games. Now, just given the way they've played since they've made the trade, I think they've got a real chance to win the championship. Read Sam Quinn at CBSSports.com. Follow him on Twitter at Sam Quinn CBS. And when we are lucky enough, listen to him here on CBS Sports Radio. Sam Quinn, thank you, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for making time on a very crazy, busy 24-hour news cycle in the association. Always love coming on. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, pal. Sam Quinn hanging out here on the program. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm with Sam. I, I did not like the James Harden trade. I did not think it made sense. They look so good. Part of my worry, though, is that James Harden teams often look good, and he often looks good in the regular season. And then it's he takes off his mask, and it's like, surprise, it's me in the postseason. Yikes, yikes, yikes. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, let's be optimistic. And, and I know, I don't even have to be optimistic, I know that Pretty Daddy has put together the father of all context, in a beautiful way. It is buy or sell next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Writer Than You. I did once try to tackle a kid who ended up playing college football. I found out later. I mean, I time traveled. That's how (laughs) quickly he hit me. How fast he was moving. On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. Are these all from yesterday? Just dropping weird gems left and right. You know me. I love to do these rejoins. I have. (laughs) My kid is something else. I have what I think is a pretty good Henry story. Henry's my 11-year-old son who hits on nurses and is generally hilarious. Um... I'm sorry, Riz is up the ladies. Excuse I was going to say that, yeah. that's the fir- when, you, when you talk about Henry now, that's the first word that comes to my mind. I've told that story to a few people, and now I'll go on HQ and we'll talk. I'll talk to the host in the break. And Amanda Guerra, who, who's a very talented host and finds it very funny, will always say, hey, welcome, Bill. We're going to talk about this and this. Has Henry uh, Riz any more ladies lately? <laughs> it's the first thing I think of. I have a great, great Henry story. Uh, a good one, funny one. It also happened at like 4 in the morning on no sleep for me. Um, I wasn't even prepared emotionally or mentally for it, right? My defenses weren't up. But it's, it has a term that I'm not sure. You and I are like sort of 50-50 on whether I can say it on the radio. So I, have a, I, have, I am efforting permission from the brass, okay? We have what we call the brass here at CBS Sports Radio. They are, they are in charge. They are busy. I have sent a communication through the proper channels. And, I, and if and when we get the green light, we'll go. Okay. I don't want to say it, but you use the word efforting. You don't like that term. You don't like nah. that word. No, nah, I don't. I don't usually swim in those corporate waters, bro, so I had to be <laughs> efforting things. You know what I'm saying? I guess so. By the way, the guy that's going to make the decisions first name is Spike. If he says no, can I say it got spiked? I mean, you already did, so I guess we can't take that back. <laughs> I mean, what a great – he's never heard that joke before. All right, let's – um. Let's do a fully context-laden, more information than you could possibly want, the kind of sandwich you order at a restaurant that no one can eat version of buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, on Friday, the Raiders announced that Antonio Pierce was their new full-time head coach, and yesterday, the franchise announced that Tom Telesco will be their new GM. Now, Telesco, as you know, had been with the Chargers since 2013 after getting fired during the season this year. So I ask you, Bill, buy or sell you have any issue with the Raiders hiring their head coach prior to their GM? Yeah, buy. It's always a buy. disaster. It's always a disaster. Did I mention that it's always a disaster? Yes. Look, I think in some rare cases it can make sense if you hire if you if you want to go get Jim Harbaugh or a better example. I mean, it actually didn't go this way, but they they hired Andy Reid and then they fired Scott Pioli, and Pioli was sort of in the job interviews, but Clark Hunt, who owns the Chiefs, was like, "Nah, man, like, okay, you can sit here, but don't talk." I think as as I understand it, and then they fired Pioli, and then Reid brought in what Reid, Andy Reid. You love my Scott Pioli takes, don't you? Andy Reid brought in his own guy. That's where it can work. What, man? Speak your mind, bro. 
I'm just waiting for the day when you tell that to me. You you can sit here during the show. Just don't talk. Don't open your I mouth. Mean, what do you mean waiting for the day? Were you here <laughs> yesterday? Oh, good point. Good point. Uh, All right, hey, Scott. Scott and I are colleagues. Back to the NFL. Debo Samuel does not, I repeat, does not have a fracture in his injured shoulder that kept him out of the majority of the game on Saturday against the Packers. Now, remember, Bill, Samuel missed two games this season with a micro fracture in that same shoulder. Buy or sell the NFC Championship game being decided simply by whether Debo plays or not for San Francisco. Oh, yeah, no, that's how simple the game is. Buy. Buy. That was sarcasm. Sell. I was just kidding. So No. I mean, look, it's a giant factor, but I'm not going to set up a situation where I would pretend that if Debo Samuel is able to go and is that, you know, no one's 100%, but is able to play and have an impact at the level that it does, that that means that Detroit is incapable of winning the game. All right? Those guys bite off kneecaps. I don't <laughs> think they're favored, obviously, but I can they win that game? Yeah, they can win that game. And I do think, man, everybody gets in their feelings now. You know it's okay to be wrong, and people can be wrong without it reflecting some horrible human moral failing. I do think, has Brock Purdy proven himself again and 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 again? Oh, there's some Doc Rivers breaking news. It just it just happened, didn't it? Oh, my gosh. I'm getting text messages. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll update you when we get... Oh, yeah. Here we go. Doc... So to answer your question, I think I think they can win. Um, Doc Rivers has been hired, according to multiple reports. Breaking news. You're in big trouble, Walkie. That's the, that's the breaking news. We have talked about this nonstop. By the way, this is the way it was always going to go. It's why the deal wasn't actually done last night. They were going to wait to the next day. Because it is... By the way, what a bad look. They fire Adrian Griffin... And they hire his replacement, who was his advisor, in less than 24 hours? Yuck. Who they had the opportunity to hire last offseason and chose not to. Yuck. That is so gross. I really like the Milwaukee Bucks, too, but now I can't. I like Giannis. I like Dame. Can't root for this team now. No, that, but it's funny. That's the thing for me, too. I, I have family there. I love the area. I like people in the front office. I like Giannis. I like Dame. I can't root for him either. Look, Doc hasn't always treated people well, either, the places he's been. Like, whatever. Bosses don't get along with everybody. I just... No way. They're definitely going to get up 3-1 in one of these playoff series. Probably right out of the gate, too. First round. I can't wait till they're up three one. It's the dock lock. The dock lock is definitely going to go in full effect this playoffs. I mean, it is. We can keep doing by ourselves. We've talked a lot about it. We can circle back to it. I think is the way to do this. But Doc Rivers hires the. This was inevitable. It was. It was inevitable that it was going to. What a. What a bummer. All right, Bill. Sunday night's divisional round playoff game between the Chiefs and the Bills was a ratings bonanza. I think that's the first time I put bonanza into buy or sell. The most-watched program on American television since last year's Super Bowl. The game averaged over 50 million viewers, up 10% over last year's Cowboys-49ers game in that same time slot. 
Now, the peak viewership was over 56 million viewers, and CBS also said the game was the most streamed event ever on Paramount+. Plus. Bill, buy or sell these ratings prove that Chiefs-Bills is the best rivalry in the NFL. I mean... Better ratings than America's team against the I mean, 49ers. They're not America's team. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to sell it's the best rivalry. Sell. I think when Burrow's healthy that Bengals-Chiefs could command the same kind of numbers. I think this was less about the rivalry, and that's part of it. I think it's more about people want to watch the Chiefs. And this was the Bills' last stand, coming off a really impressive run of games. This was where you were going to figure out who and what Buffalo was, and obviously they came up short in a really good game. All right, Bill, some college football here. Former Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers transferred to Washington after the regular season ended, and he was actually on the sidelines with the Huskies during the national championship game against Michigan. However, after Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer left for Alabama, Rodgers entered the transfer portal, having never taken a snap with the Huskies. Yet yesterday, Bill, Rodgers told Washington, new Washington head coach Jed Fish that he will not be transferring and he will remain with the Huskies. Buy or sell what Will Rodgers did bothers you. Sell. This is the new... Sell. This is new reality. Guys are going to move, and they're going to test out where they can go. I am going to go back. I am going to go back to what I have said before, which is create a system where NIL money that you earn in tiers restricts as you make more money your ability to move. One year locked in, two years, three years. I think that they're... I like freedom. I like the idea of it. I think there has to be some kind of restriction on, on the free-for-all. Man, I'm just so distracted. I cannot believe. I mean, I guess I can't believe it, but it's just, it's not going to work. This guy was the advi- Doc Rivers was the advisor to Adrian Griffin, and 24 hours later, he's got the job. In the short term, can Doc figure out how to fix the Bucks defense? Probably, yeah. Well, I mean, like, the personnel. Like, they were first in points allowed last year, 106. Now they're 121. It will be improved. Yeah, no, they're bad. They're 22nd defensive rating. It will be, it will be, it will be an improvement. But there's not, the other thing is there's also going to be a bump. Because Adrian Griffin was not the right guy, clearly. And there were some, some points of consternation from some of the stars. So there's going to also just be the honeymoon period, right? The problem with Doc is the pro- is that it's, the, the proof is going to be in the playoffs. And we've seen we've seen that that doesn't always work. Am I is it just me? Am I wrong that I'm just that I think it's really in horrible taste that he was the advisor to this guy and now he's replacing him? I think it's a it's a bad look for Doc, but it's also a bad look for the Bucks. Yeah. Like you know, Doc wants to coach. You know, he, you know he wanted to get a job last offseason. He wanted that job. Bad job by the Bucks organization, making him a, a you know an advisor, a consultant. What'd you think was going to happen? I mean, yeah. By the way, the reason they didn't announce. Here's the other thing. Why wasn't there like a and guys will advise and not share it. This guy was going on ESPN as a broadcaster and a supposed commentator, sort of journalist, 
while advising and being paid by the Milwaukee Bucks, there's a lot of reasons they didn't disclose it. One of the reasons is because everyone would have said, oh, Adrian Griffin's getting fired. Because Doc wanted to be able to operate in a little bit of secrecy. It's, it's so ugly, man. All right, Bill, staying in the NBA here. Last week, Blazers big man DeAndre Ayton missed a game because of icy conditions in the Portland area. And this week, Ayton told our buddy Mark Medina he knows how good he is by saying, quote, I got nothing to prove in this league. I'm a max player, and I'll continue to be a max player, end quote. Bill, the former number one overall pick, is averaging a career low 12.5 points per game this season. Buy or sell DeAndre Ayton can still turn into a max player. I mean, he's a max player in terms of money. Like, it, it, you mean in terms of, well, that's our guy Medina. Yeah, in terms of production for this question. Can buy. He's still young. Buy. Will. Let's sell. Sell. You got to do your talking with your play. This is the second place where things feel like maybe it's not going great. Just in terms of the, the general vibe. All right, Bill. Without LeBron James in the lineup, the Lakers lost last night to the Clippers 127-116. Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook combined for 81 points and perhaps more impressively, 26 assists. Buy or sell injuries are the only thing that can slow the Clippers down this season. Well, I'll sell. That's a good question. I think the Nuggets can slow them down. But I'm with you on the general idea. If, If they are healthy... And really, if Kawhi and two of those guys that you mentioned are healthy, preferably one of them being Paul George, but they're a, they're a force because Kawhi is capable of winning championships if he has a supporting cast that's reasonably interesting. The Raptors were good; they weren't amazing with him, right? I mean, Kawhi is a difference maker if 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 he's healthy. All right, Bill. Finally, according to the NBA, officials missed ten calls. In the final two minutes of Monday's game between the Hornets and the Timberwolves, which was the game, as you know, that Carl Anthony Towns scored 62 points in a losing effort. Bill, buy or sell referees in all sports should have to answer questions after games like players and coaches. I will buy that. I think, yeah, now, buy. let me offer this unpopular opinion as part of that, and anyway, but as part of that, I will also buy that refs should make more money. Buy. The, the margins are so thin. The officiating is so important. Yes, but you also get what you pay for. I mean, you're, if, if you're if you're managing, if you're refing guys that make thirty million dollars a year, I don't know what a ref makes. I should, and you make one hundred and twenty grand a year. There's an issue if you if you pay refs ten times that. I know it sounds crazy. You're going to attract a higher level of ref. I mean, like to become a ref is hard. You, these guys have jobs and have to grind. I've I, Right, they're, they're doing it part time for years to get there. You have to incentivize a higher level of refing by paying for it. Doc Rivers, what up? How long is this going to take to actually settle in that he actually got another job, another great, uh, a great job? Another um, team with championship it's, expectations. It's crazy. It's crazy. Championship it's, expectations in Boston, with the Clippers, yep. with the 76ers, by, and by the, the Bucks. Everyone falls, and he's a champion. He was a champion 16 years ago. He only won one. He blew a 3-2 series lead in the finals of that team. He had Thibodeau as a defensive coordinator, and he had a not even a, a quadrumvirant, which is not a word. He had four grades because Rondo was amazing at that stage. 
of his career. Only won one NBA championship before LeBron got to that point where he dominated and the East was pretty wide open. By the way, I don't know this, and i got to try to find out. It would be hard because front office people don't like to admit that they've lost their power. And Did John Horst, the GM, really bring in Doc Rivers? Or is this like a above that level? Because also, when you're at ESPN and you're a celebrity on TV, owners come and talk to you. You have access to people, right? It's it's. Whew. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into this. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Doc Rivers is the coach of, of the Milwaukee Bucks, and my heart breaks for for Wisconsin fans everywhere. All that coming up after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. From Andrew Bogish. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. So we have spent a lot of, poor Milwaukee, a lot of the show talking about Doc Rivers. He is now being hired as the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. There was no deal last night. There's a deal, as I understand it, and others have reported. So I'm confirming other people's reports. In principle, they've come to an agreement. They'll have to sign Doc Rivers on the dotted line, but he will be the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, and we will circle back to it here in a little bit. I have been pretty vocal over the years and over the last two hours that this is a huge error in judgment. I do want to just quickly go to the, the Baseball Hall of Fame. The story, remember when the Hall of Fame really mattered? And it just, it doesn't feel like it does. And, and, and Tom, you sent me a note today that it was the Hall of Very Good. Which I think is kind of where we are. Would you like to read? I'll let you do the, the three names if you'd like to, to be. Do you want to be like the announcer, the Oscars guy? Sure. I'm going to fall short of expectations there. But Survey says. You got three former players elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday. You give them to me. I'm going to give you my knee-jerk reaction before we get into the numbers. Adrian Beltre, first Man. ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, certainly not a first. That's crazy. 95% of the vote yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 Hall of Very, very, very good. Joe, By the way, he, he did not get to 500 home runs, nope. I believe. 477. In an era where guys hit a lot of homers. He did get to the benchmark of 3,000 hits, though. Okay, okay, I mean, that is a benchmark that matters to me. Okay, okay, you know what, okay. First ballot, no, but okay. Joe Mauer, Joe Mauer first ballot Hall of Famer. So this is where things get weird for me because... My first reaction is does not belong at all, but he's a catcher, and the standards for catchers, their offensive standards are a little bit lower. Okay? I don't like it. I don't love it. Todd Helton. Todd Helton, 79% of the vote, sixth time on the ballot for Helton. 
what the what the Helton are we doing here? All 17 years that Todd Helton played baseball, all in Colorado, which we know inflates your offensive numbers. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, so here's my go-to, okay? Here's my go-to, and it used to make people really mad because he's my favorite player. I'm going to pull up his stats of all time. And I used to joke he should be in the Hall of Fame. But Mark Grace actually shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And the slump buster, while also in poor taste and making my wife angry, is not a qualification for the Hall of Fame. Are you familiar with the slump buster? Uh, you've told it to me in the past, yes. I'm not going to say it on the air. Okay. Mark Grace had just shy of 2,500 hits, was a career 303 hitter, was, by the way, in the very rare times where the Cubs made the playoffs, remarkably clutch in the playoffs, would have made the World Series if not for Will Clark, who, by the way, broke my heart as a kid, now follows me on Twitter. I actually want to send him a note that was like, I want to block you. Still upset with him? <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, it wasn't a home run hitter, had 173. But my point is 303, 2,500 hits. Okay, okay, that's good. That is not that different than Todd Helton, other than Helton had twice as many home runs. But as you said, there were fly balls that Gracie hit at Wrigley that would have been home runs at Coors Field. 2,500 hits for Helton, not not the mark that should be required. 3,000 is the number, right? It's sort of a, a, a way to gauge this. 369 home runs, as you noted, as you noted correctly, playing half of his game's in the altitude, and the ball sails. Not 500. All right, he was, a goal, he was a gold glove first baseman several times. Guess what? Smart Grace was too. I mean, I just, I don't understand. It should be the Hall of, should we rename it the Hall of, from the Hall of Fame to the, the Hall of, like, severe excellence of the highest order and the rarest kind? I mean, that's where we're at. I mean, Todd Helton, Bill, top five in MVP one time. One, top five. Never won an MVP, top five once. Gracie had four. And by the way, Mark Grace doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. But, like, the numbers aren't that different. The three players elected yesterday combined, combined for one MVP. Now, Joe Maurer's a little different because he was an MVP. And he's a catcher. But, man, his numbers are not. By the way, these got Helton hit 316, Maurer hit 306. I mean, Beltre is a home run hitter. Uh, Adrian Beltre, I, I actually don't ma- mind because he was a multi-time Gold Glove winner. He he never won the MVP, but he finished second twice. Is that right? Twice? Uh, top five twice. Top five twice. Okay. All right. And he, hit, he almost hit 500 home runs. But it's just, to me, this just shows how watered down things are. And let me say this, too. You, you should have to show your ballot. Some 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 of these voters do. You should have to show your ballot. I mean, we have to show when we vote for MVP and all the other awards in the NBA. You should have to, to to share it. The other thing is, and this is where, like, why we haven't done this conversation yet, and why I would venture to bet. And every show gets to have its own decisions and its own tastes and its own predilections and what they discuss. I bet as an actual segment, like in a segment, how many shows are there on CBS Sports Radio? Six, seven, seven. So of the six other shows, I bet this is discussed maybe in one of the maybe in one other show, or two. 
because this doesn't matter the way that it used to, in large part because these kinds of decisions, and steroids era too, but these kinds of decisions has made the Hall of Fame feel irrelevant and not meaningful and not interesting because it's time and again where people get in that don't deserve to. And when this is the other thing that drives me crazy, and it's the Kevin Durant conversation we had earlier. People are so afraid in real life of being insulting to other people and so brave on social media. Here's the thing. Not everybody gets to be the best player of all time, Kevin Durant. Not everybody gets to be a Hall of Famer. We open this show with me, some clip, I can't remember when I said it, of me saying, I'll destroy. And every time there's a guest listening, I'm like, oh, my God. We've had a couple times where it's like been a guy that thinks he should be in the Hall of Fame but isn't, and I think this is so awkward. People don't want to just be like, no, man, you're not good enough. You didn't play the game. Yeah, I wasn't good enough to play in the majors, and you're not good enough to be in the Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame. What are we doing here? Everybody's got to get a trophy. Everybody's got to be in the Hall of Fame. Todd Helton had a great career, man. What a career. What an athlete. What a remarkable legacy and level of accomplishment where his talent met his hard work. Good for him. That does not make him a Hall of Famer. And I'm so tired of guys now coming, I should have gotten in and complaining. And I mean, can you Give me a break. Get over it. Now, let me ask you one more follow-up on this conversation. Let me see if this bothers you the way that it bothered me. This year was the 10th and final year for Gary Sheffield on the Hall of Fame ballot. He clearly didn't get in. He got just under 64% of the vote. You need 75%. Came so up a little my, short. My first instinct, by the way, when you say Gary Sheffield is Hall of Famer, I, I don't know the numbers at all. I haven't looked at them. He's got the magic number for 500 homers. He doesn't have the 3,000 hits. He, tw- about right. 2,700. All right, hold on. Let's go through. I'm going to compare it to Beltre. What are, obviously, different era. What are What's his batting average? 292 career for Gary Sheffield. So higher than Adrian Beltre's 286. What's his on-base percentage? 393. Markedly higher and very good than the 339 for Beltre. Home runs? 509. Versus 477. In a time, by the way, where I think for the most part that was more legitimate. Okay? Hits. Just shy of 2,700, 2,689. Yeah, 3,166 a lot for, for Adrian Beltre. Well, the okay? thing with Don't. Beltre is he didn't walk and he didn't strike out. That's why he got so many hits. Yeah. Uh, Gary Sheffield never won an MVP. Yep. And not a gold glove winner, I would imagine. Uh, not a gold glove yeah, winner. Yeah, that was not his thing. <laughs> Different players. You, you have to put Gary Sheffield in the Hall of Fame. I'm not, this is the other sad thing, I'm not missing some, um, I'm not missing some, some scandal with him. Am I involving steroids? No, it was never directly linked, but there were always whispers and, you know, I use air quotes for reports that he, you know, had some to do with it, but nothing directly linking him. I mean, the guy was hitting multiple home runs in the early 90s before that. He did play for a long time. The thing is, he also was one of these guys that was a grinded-out guy. I think he had a couple years where he hit in the 40s, but he had, he played a lot of years. He played but a lot of count. years, and he didn't stay in one place for very long. Like He never he got a backing from any organization or a team. I mean, multi-time, multi-time all-star, which, you know, I know doesn't have a, the same level of value that it used to. I, I guess in the end, like it's, I almost, we're talking about it, I almost don't care which is the worst thing you can say about the Hall of Fame. Like, I'm just going to say this again. I know I've already, we've done Doc so much. 
it's just not – it just sits wrong that the guy got hired to advise a rookie head coach. His job was, according to the reporting out there, to help that guy to, with the growing pains of what was going on and then was able to turn it into the job, which obviously requires the guy he's supposed to help being fired. So your advice as an advisor is fire this guy and give me the job? I mean, come on. Also, someone made this point to me the other day. How would you like to be the dudes who were fired by ESPN so Doc Rivers could take your spot on the broadcast? Now he's going to coach. Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Yep. Are you kidding me? ESPN's got to scramble now. Not that anybody should feel bad for ESPN, but now they got to scramble. Look, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, we're on the air in Milwaukee. I know you're going to feel different than me. I, I get it. I just, I always root for the Bucks because I'm from that part of the country. I don't think I could do it. Hopefully... Good luck to you guys. Hopefully I'm wrong. I promise I'm not wrong. Doc ain't going to win an NBA championship. All right. That was a fun show. That was a good show. Pretty Daddy bringing it today. Good stuff. Sit Joel Embiid. All right. We'll see you back here tomorrow. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 